Let me hear what God the Lord will speak. We have our next childbirth class on Saturday. Saturday equals four weeks until TT is due. Of course, those things, they're born on their due date, which would be terrible because that's January 6th, and then everyone will call them a MAGA baby. I don't want a MAGA baby. MAGA baby. MAGA baby. MAGA baby. God will speak peace to God's people, to God's faith, to those who turn to God in their hearts. Since we have the class on Saturday, I need to hang the light fixtures in the nursery on Thursday. We get home around 4, and we have plans from 8 to 8.30. Plus, we have to make dinner at some point, and we need to finish the online class before we go to the in-person class. Steadfast love and faithfulness will meet. Righteousness and peace will kiss each other. But we also need to set up the car seat. Once we set up the car seat, that means we won't be able to put my bike in the back of the car anymore. And that means I need to assemble the bike rack. When am I going to do that? Maybe I'll be able to do it Friday once I drop off Haley at work. Wait, I forgot. I have to take the car to get new tires in the morning. How am I going to get back home? Faithfulness will spring up from the ground. Righteousness will look up down from the sky. Okay. Thursday, drive home, finish online class, eat food, talk to friends, hang light fixtures, wake up the next day, take Haley to work, drop off car, Uber home, assemble light rack, clean house, pick up car, pick up Haley, drive home, relax. Gotta get some relaxing because pretty soon there will be a baby in this house. And I'll never relax again until I retire. Oh God, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> Our lives are full of noise. And if it is not the noise from the impending arrival of our first child, then it's the noise from a rapidly increasing burden of exams and assignments, family obligations waiting for us on the other side of finals, or the hopelessness we feel after the news of yet another shooting on a college campus, or the uncertainty about what we're going to do when we graduate, or, I don't know, you fill in the blank. Over the course of the year, our lives get noisier and noisier and noisier, and then it's Advent, and all of a sudden, it's time to be quiet, be still, wait for the birth of little baby Jesus, away in a manger, no crib for a bed. As Will reminded us last week, Advent offers us a chance to practice waiting with purpose, to discipline ourselves, to pay attention to the signs of the coming of our Savior, to join the work that God is already doing in the world. So if we are able to embrace the spirit of the season, we learn to listen for the ways God is already speaking peace, love, faithfulness, and righteousness over us. And then when Christmas finally comes, we can receive the gift of Christ with full gladness and joy. The richness of this season can easily pass us by 
we are not ready for its arrival. And we so rarely are. As Jesus once said to one of his disciples, we are worried and distracted by many things. Preparing our hearts for Christ does not often rise to the top of our to-do list. So we tell ourselves that we will make time for the spiritual stuff once we get through the chaos of finals and Christmas and New Year's and all that other stuff. And then, once we do actually get through the chaos, we collapse in a heap, pass out, and when we wake up, it's mid-January. The time we had hoped to give to cultivating our spiritual life has already passed us by. And now it's time for the chaos to begin once again. Now, I do think there is a better way. A way that allows us to receive God's word of peace amid the chaos of our lives. But as is often the case, the better way does not simply happen. It must be cultivated carved out from the hustle and bustle with intention and care. And the good news is that by simply being here today, by gathering with God's people to sing and pray and worship, we are already carving out that better way. We are already making space for God's word of peace to take root in our hearts. And now I simply want to invite us to go even further. So if you look down on your tables, you'll see half sheets of paper with today's scripture on one side. So take one of those sheets and then turn it over. And you'll see that there is a list of questions on that sheet of paper. We're going to take the next 10 minutes to make some concrete plans for how we will each carve out that better way. So maybe you want to grow in your awareness of God's presence. So you could spend 5-10 minutes each day in silence, meditating on the first line of Psalm 85. Perhaps you want to learn more about Scripture. You could read a chapter from the Gospel of Luke each day, starting on January 1st. You can see some of the other examples that I have on the screen. And during this time, you can also get up from your chair and go to the back of the chapel where the prayer table is, because there are Sabbath cards, spiritual exercise cards, that you can look at for more ideas. So as you reflect, write down your answers to each of the questions on the paper, and then take it with you when you leave. That way you don't have to store all of this in your head along with all of the noise. You can return to it when you're done with finals. Now one last bit of encouragement, though some of you are already right. But as you reflect, I encourage you to be honest with yourself about where you are in your spiritual life. So your answers might not feel like they are good enough or spiritual enough. But the truth is that every effort we make toward God 
is enough. A small step is still a step. And this is also our responding time. So if you would like to participate in that activity, you can use one of the post-its and write down your answer to the first question and put that on the whiteboard in the back of the chapel. So now let us hear what God the Lord will speak. Amen.